What's up, y'all, and welcome into the Jack Vita and Stephanie LaGrosa Kendrick Show. Hello. <laughs> Steph, episode 10 of The Traders. Wow. Welcome back. Hot off the press. It is <laughs> intense. It's so good. It's so good. So, so good. I can't believe we've reached the penultimate episode. We're going to dive right in in a second. If you guys like what you're hearing here on the Jack Vita Show, make sure you hit subscribe here on YouTube. I know a lot of you guys, uh, I think we have like 95% of the people who watch this are not subscribed. So go ahead, hit subscribe, hit that like button and share it with a friend. We had a, we're, we're also hot off of our big episode with Sandra that you guys love. That was our mm. most viewed episode by a lot. You guys love that one. And we're going to have, um, just, just to share, we will have another, we have more of those interviews in the pipeline. So make sure you guys are subscribed. We've got someone who's still on the show who will be joining us in probably a few weeks or so. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to reveal who it is because it, we're not going to record it for a few weeks, like we said. But we've got more more to come. There's lots of good stuff coming. So hit subscribe. Follow us on Instagram. I'm at Jack Vita Show. She's at Steph Lagrosa or at Steph underscore on Lagrosa underscore Kendrick. That's right. All right, Steph. We did it. <laughs> That's our intro. Let's get let's dive we in. How'd you like episode 10? Ah, it's so good. It's so good. It's um finally they're getting somewhere. Um, I don't know. How do you want to go through it chronologically? Start yeah, to finish? What do you want to do here? Yeah. Because I don't want to, you know, spill the beans on anything. <laughs> All right. We'll start at the top, uh, top of the hour. Big one. We, we go, we jump in from the cliffhanger and it's so funny because we talked about this a week ago. I know I was very critical of the cliffhanger. I don't think you loved it as well. Um, I honestly kind of forgot a little bit about it. I forgot too. Sorry, Coon is barking, my dog. Um, so yeah, like I forgot too. And then I was like, oh God, they didn't do a banishment yet. So, you know, surprise, it's Peter. MJ sucks and doesn't listen to CT and Trichelle. Um, but then when he's like, I'm a faithful, you idiots, in the words of Janelle, um, basically now the eyes are open and now it's like, oh, what is Kona barking at? Maybe. Huh. I don't know. Someone at the door, maybe? Probably. But you'd think <laughs> they'd walk away if nobody's answering. Um, oh, the joys of doing a podcast at home. Um, so, anyway. Uh, yeah. So, it ends up being Peter. Sandra does make mention that you know what? Maybe it is Phaedra, but I'm playing this game because I want to get to the end because I want everybody to keep me around to get to the end. And she's going to make her move when she needs to. And she's smart. She's become friends with everybody. So that's where we're at. And I know people loved our interview last week with Sandra. So if you somehow missed it, go back and check it out. It was very eye-opening. Yes. She spilled the tea on a lot of her strategy. There was a lot that she did. There's a lot showing. they don't show, and Sandra kind of bridged that gap, which is nice. Um, but yeah, definitely go back and listen to that because Sandra is a wealth of knowledge and a fantastic game player. Yeah. Uh, she's won Survivor twice, so Sandra knows how to play these kinds of games, and she knows how to work a crowd, if you will. 
Um, so definitely listen to that. Check it out. Sandra talked a lot in that interview about how she is pretty certain that Phaedra is a faithful, but her her game up until is, this point, up until this point, and she's saying, you know, she I also makes have... mention she could be a traitor, but even if she is, she's a faithful to her right now in her mind <laughs> because she's keeping her safe. Sorry, I meant to say she's pretty certain that she's a traitor. Is what I meant to say. Uh, so oh. she, yes, I misspoke. Yeah, so she she's thinking Phaedra's a traitor, but I want her protecting me because as long as right. I'm friends with a, a traitor, then I can get to the end and I can call her out later. We got to get rid of the traitors that I don't know who the other ones are. They're not on my side. I got to get rid of them. So that's been Sandra's gameplay. That's been her MO. And we actually saw a little bit of that in this episode. As you mentioned, we noticed that there is a... A bit of a difference between how Sandra's playing the game and how MJ's playing the game. Because MJ, if you notice it, she is voting because she thinks Peter is a traitor. Because look at how she reacts. She's got this guilt. She's getting really emotional. And eventually, she sees the light in this episode. Well, she was trusting Phaedra. And Phaedra was like, I don't know. That's traitor behavior about Peter, of course. So for her, she's not she's not playing really a smart game. She's playing an emotionally attached to Phaedra game and Oh, Phaedra thinks he's a traitor. Oh, she's right. Look at all those signs. Whereas she's not looking at all the evidence that CT and Trishel and even John, poor John are throwing at her. So again, that's what's tough in these games. You have to take the emotion out of it and the personal relationships. Unfortunately, not everybody can do that. As we'll see later in this episode. You know what I love about Trishel? One of the things that we love about Trishel, I love her reactions at the round table. Like, I was rewatching the episode from last week, because th- just to let you guys in on how uh, we're making these shows, the last couple episodes have been instant reaction. We just watched the screener for episode 10, and we had a similar thing last week where we it was kind of crazy. We watched it at the last second, and we talked about it. So I didn't get a chance to watch it a second time until later. But what I love about Trishel at these round tables is when Peter or CT or somebody else is making sense. She's like making all these hand gestures. Like yeah. she's just like, see, like this is what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> I know. I love Trishel. I love Trishel on this whole show. Like to the challenge today. I love Trishel. She's just my type of girl. You and Trishel, would you say that Trishel is like the the faithful on this season that's the most similar to you in terms of gameplay from last season? Um, yeah, probably. Because she's she's no bullsh BS. (laughs) She is like not just a pretty face. Um, and she's good in the challenges. You know, I and she's not there for any extra drama. She's just there to state the fact when she needs to align herself with people that she feels she can trust. So, yeah, I think she is playing a similar game to how I played. Maybe it didn't all air um, because I'm kind of getting an edit almost like Sandra. Like Sandra hasn't gotten a ton of airtime. Trishel's actually gotten, I think, a decent amount of airtime, more than I got. Um, So... Yeah, I feel like she's playing a similar game to how I played and how I would continue to play if I was, you know, to do the show again. Absolutely. Yeah, I see a lot of similarities. I was actually thinking about this the other day. I looked it up. You guys are the same age. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, really? Oh, good. (laughs) Great. Yeah. No, I knew she wasn't like, 
young, young, but I knew she wasn't like in her fifties. Um, so yeah, good. I would say maybe Janelle too. And And actually um, Kate is younger than all of us. Surprise. Just to let you know. (laughs) (laughs) Just, just to let you know. Thank you for letting us but know. So I didn't MJ's- know. Oh. She doesn't. She's she, she's married. She doesn't have any children, right? Uh, I Trichelle? think that's correct. Yeah, yeah. She just lives the life of fun. I love um, her Instagram <laughs> and her fashion. So I live through her vicariously <laughs> while I'm at every volleyball and baseball and t-ball <laughs> tournament. Keep so- doing what you're doing, Trichelle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, go ahead. MJ, MJ's really upset at the outcome of this banishment because it, it, she had looked at a she had a little bit. What was interesting about MJ here was it wasn't quite the full Deontay Wilder where Deontay is like, oh my gosh, like he's triggered. He this is like him reliving an experience where he wrongly right. accused somebody and he was wrongly accused. It wasn't that, but she was very emotional and very guilty because she seemed to be convinced that Peter was a traitor. Yes, but let's go back to now. Are we at the murder point? Or are we still talking about the round table? We didn't well, get to the murder, before, right? Before we get to the murder, uh, any okay. last thoughts on our friend Peter? I mean, we were big fans of Peter this season. I feel I like Peter, we enjoyed him. I thought Peter was a great player. I thought he was a great faithful. I guess he annoyed other faithfuls as well as the traders, and that was his downfall. He was a little too, he made some great moves. But sometimes you still have to be um, a little humble. Even when you make the best move ever, you can say it maybe to the camera or in a personal interview, but you can't be like, I'm the best faithful walking around the castle with your five little accomplices and I'm, I'm the leader of the faithfuls. And that's what he did and that was his downfall. But I personally loved Peter, think he was brilliant, thought he was nice to look at and thought he played a great game. <laughs> Hi, Peter. Peter, he I agree with you. He played a very good game. I think yes. the one downfall was the fact that you cannot do those closed door meetings. Like Sandra said that last no. week. Like you always have to be you have to do what Sandra does, which is make yeah. friends with everybody, include everybody. Yeah. yeah. And that I think would have I think he would have saved himself if he would have. It you know that was his biggest downfall. That pissed off everybody. And so I mean, do you think that the Parvati thing hurt him too. Like if they hadn't tried to pull Parvati in as a number. Oh yeah. They probably should have just got rid of her. Yeah. Cause it first. was a great idea, but I was, see what they were pra- trying to do, but yeah, practically everyone knew she was a traitor and they, every, yes. the, you have to kind of have your finger on the pulse. It seemed like everybody was ready to get her out. So it almost started making then. Her. Yes. And that makes him look guilty. There's too many cooks in the kitchen. Just go with the known thing. And then next. All right, well, moving on to the next thing. Okay. Now we've got the murder. So they're in the turret, and Kate yes. says they're going to banish you, which is them foreshadowing what is what is going to happen in this episode. Yeah, like uh, they're on to you. You're in the hot seat. She puts the ball in Phaedra's court. And they can either murder John or Trishel. And I thought for certain that our girl Trishel was gone. <laughs> I did too. But here's where they Phaedra screwed up. She shouldn't have murdered either of them. And she should have turned the tables and murdered one of her Bravo girls just to cause confusion. That was a grave mistake for Phaedra. 
she solidified that she was a traitor in that moment. And I really, really think had she maybe turned the tables, even if it was on Sheree or MJ, well, MJ kind of on door or Sandra, it would have caused so much confusion, but no, she think, goes for one of the obvious that are out to get her. And that was a huge mistake. I think you can't believe Sandra because people are starting to suspect that Sandra could be a traitor. We saw a little right. bit in the last episode. I don't, care who it is. I don't care who it is, but for her own sake, she needed to murder somebody in her alliance. So really that's, that's either MJ or Sheree. And I think if you murder Sheree, that creates the most amount of confusion and chaos. Yep. yep. She didn't do it. That was she a big She wanted to keep the mistake. numbers intact. I was, I was honestly, she a still would have had though. the numbers. She still would have, because then she definitely would have solidified. It would have been four of them versus three. Yeah. yeah. And two of them, the two of the four are traitors. And that's why Kate gets pissed off later in this episode, partly because she's like, and now you're just, you know, you're giving in and I fought for you this whole time. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> so at breakfast, one of the things that I think has been funny, and I wish we had asked Sandra about this last week. Did you notice this, that Sandra is now like determining who's knocking on the door? She's like, that's a yeah. dude knock or like, that's yeah. a girl knocking or that's a John We did knock. that too. Yeah, we did that too. <laughs> we were wrong half the time, but um, she was wrong a couple times. But yeah, I saw her doing that. That's funny. Steph, you know what this reminded me of from your own reality TV career? What? On Palau. When you voted for Bobby John, and oh, I lied to him. Yeah, and he was like, "It looked like a dude's handwriting." <laughs> and I faked the handwriting. I was like, "It did." <laughs> and I'm such a terrible liar, but you see, I, I can if I really have to. And I told him I didn't, um, I didn't vote for him. I'm like, "No, I've never vote for you." And I, I think <laughs> I even like blinked or looked away or something, like total tell. <laughs> Thank God he didn't catch me. That's, oh, no wonder he doesn't like me. John. I know. No wonder he doesn't like me and didn't he didn't vote for me when I got him to the jury on Guatemala. <laughs> Bobby John. <laughs> so, nice guy. Yeah. He's he's one of my you guys are two of my favorites. Love Bobby John. It'd be fun I to love track him, him too. someday. He taught me so, how to make fire. You used it against him. That worked out well for him. Go ahead. What's next? <laughs> Poor guy. Any notes from any notes from this breakfast? Anything you notice? I mean, there was a little bit with Sandra and MJ. They're they were talking a little bit. Then CT starts to call out Phaedra by saying, Phaedra, who do you think it could be? And this is a lot like what we saw from Dan, where Dan won't well, throw a name out there. That's another huge part of her downfall. Like he's flat out saying like, okay, I will give you the benefit of the doubt. Like give me a name of somebody of interest or just something. And Cherie does it later on to, as well. Um, says to her, you know, help me not think at you kind of thing. Um, and I love Phaedra. I have loved her this entire season. I think she has done an amazing job, really. The best job she could possibly do. And this is what a lot of people don't understand. These shows are mentally, emotionally, and physically exhausting. You are working, and it is a job. You're working. You're working. 
you are working long hours. You are on, it's not survivor. You're not starving and sleeping on the ground and that kind of no sleep, but you're on no sleep because you cannot shut your brain off. And as a trader, I can't imagine how physically exhausted it is to have to defend yourself over and over and over and over again. However, she is so well-spoken and she's a lawyer, but she defends other people. She doesn't have to defend herself. Like this is a whole nother ball game and he gives her the chance and she just can't do it. And she can't do it later. Um, and this is where I feel like, although she looks fantastic, like she looks well-rested, she looks beautiful and she's still witty and sharp, but I think mentally she is just and emotionally done. Like with the game, she's starting to break down. She's sick of having to defend herself. And Kate's like, I'm done defending you. Like if you're not going to fight for yourself, I'm not going to. Um, and I think that's where she's at. And there's some editing going on, but he flat out asks her. She doesn't really have an answer. Um, Kate at least tries to throw Sandra under the bus, which I'm like, ooh, that's not going to work. Sandra, Sandra's going to cut through that real fast. Um, but, you know, this is why Sari was so good. This so is why. Sari, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to repeat like what I was saying. She, she, she was so good. There was no mental, like she did not break down at all. Like once. With Suri, were there times where people said, Hey Suri, who do you think the traitor is? And she, would she throw out those names then? Um, yeah, she would, she would say she would agree with people. She would not come up with a new name. She would say, I could see Cody. I could see Christian. In fact, at one point she came up to me and she was like, listen to me. Christian is either a traitor or he just got recruited when he screwed up the whole like letter. Of course that never aired. And I was like, yeah, I know. He's probably a traitor. He's lying because the traitors recruited someone else. Like I figured the whole thing out. I knew there was three of them and she didn't have the numbers. So she went for Rachel with the numbers at the banishment that night. So three played a smart game. Very smart. So is this the final murder? Because on your yeah. season, this is what happened. This is where you went. This is yes. where you this could have been episode. suffering from PTSD watching this episode. I, I could have been, I could have been, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> She's tough. Because, What's the point of that? Um, yeah, no, it's a different game. It's a different show. I've moved on. I'm still alive. And, you know, it is what it is. That's what happens in these games. You dwell on this stuff. It is not for you. Just forget it. Don't apply. Don't even try. Just hang it up. You can't dwell. You got to move on. Um, yeah, this was my episode. I was the final murder and Rachel was the final banishment. No. Yes. Was Rachel the final banishment? Rachel was not because then it went to the finale because you know, no, no, no. Cause Rachel got banished and then you got murdered at the start of the next episode. And then oh. Christian got banished. Okay. Right after me. So, so this close. is a little similar. Although last, last time we had two traders going into the finale, this time we only have one. It's so Sari was, Sari was so pissed. Um, she turned on Christian, right? Yeah. At the table. Yeah, because she didn't like how he was like salivating over murdering me. So she was pissed about it. She would have tried to protect me, but she was outnumbered because him and Ari wanted to get me out because I was onto him. Good. 
True. Thank you for jogging my memory. <laughs> and I wish we saw a little more of that. So, okay. So, so they say that they murder John because he talks too much. They're threatened by him talking and being persuasive at the round table. And I feel yes. like I, I, I believe that. That's not yeah. really the edit that they gave John. I feel like they kind of made John sort of look like he's kind of this, the old guy there who's got like his long speeches and very likable yeah. guy for certain. But we, I don't think to me watching the show, I wasn't thinking, oh my gosh, John is this huge threat. He was like, he started out as like this old guy that used to work for parliament to me. And I guess you know, he's in politics, big deal. But then he turned into a guy that like people started listening to. He made sense. He made sense. He made a lot of logical sense and he was persuasive and he probably did have very long winded speeches that they edited. So I think he is, you know, a detriment to the traders. And I think it was smart for them to get rid of him, but not yet, not yet because it was so, obvious like obviously if phaedra comes walking in again and one of the three people that think she's a traitor is now murdered and there's only two left it's like now she is the obvious choice so i think that was a big mistake i think she needed to take out one of her own you think uh yeah so phaedra i don't think i don't think else, yeah. i know i know she <laughs> needs to take out one of her own that's not even a thought like that yeah she just literally was like, hi, I'm a traitor. You guys are right. Three of you think it. One of you are now gone. You know? So then we see that MJ, it seems like they showed her. It seemed like she was starting to figure it out. She had a confessional where it seemed like it definitely. And I think the, the murder played a huge factor, like you're saying. I think they so were talking what happened, about it. What happened with that confessional is that confessional happened after they murdered John. So they said, take me back to the round table and before anyone was murdered. And so they show the clips. Oh, and she's saying up until this point, this is what I thought. And then she's in the same clothes and now he's been murdered. And she's like, now I definitely think it's Phaedra because now John's murdered. And exactly what CT and Trishel have been saying all along is true. So that's, that's how that works. Yeah, that was, so, so we get that and... Yeah, I got nothing else to add on that. One thing I did enjoy at this breakfast is uh, CT is the only man left at this point. So there's always Oh, that's sim- hysterical. He is hysterical. <laughs> He's like, you play your cards right. Maybe one of you can have lunch with me. <laughs> I do love CT. He's hysterical. He really is charming and... You know, he's not getting emotional. He's staying very cool and calm. Like, he is playing it right, man. He's going to the end. I'll tell you that now. He, Everybody he loves John him. Impression. His John impression was so on the money. Oh, he did a John impression. Yes, yes, yes. He also, I don't know if you caught this, he did a grunt. And it reminded me of, uh, did you ever watch Home Improvement with Tim Allen back in the 90s? Yeah. With he the guy that looks over the fence? It sounded oh, just like, I did see, hear him that. do that. Yeah, it was like yeah. the same exact sound. <laughs> well, it was like that, and it was kind of like Scooby-Doo. I wasn't sure which one it was. It kind of sounded <laughs> like the dog from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he made that sound, but it was great. <laughs> I know, I know. I think he was trying to be like Tarzan, like, oh, but it came out like weird. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody uh, is, 
suspecting Kate because she's included now, in all of these conversations, which is very correct. interesting. Correct. So now, um, are they outside get, yet having a conversation? MJ. Yeah, we, there are a lot of side conversations going on. Um, so the Sandra's best is when MJ. Yes, and then MJ and Sheree. Um, and Kate. Vote Phaedra, and then Sheree and Kate are outside talking, and MJ's out there with them. And she's like, come on, guys. We would be idiots to not consider Phaedra. Not to- totally not knowing that she's telling another traitor that. And yeah. Kate comes up with, okay, I hear you, which is a nice move. It's a very Sarit-like move. But what about Sandra? You know, Sandra's over there. Look at her right now playing chess with her. They could be plotting and scheming right now, which, yes and no, you'll never see two traitors together. Yeah. Um, that would be way too obvious. So she's smart to throw Sandra under the bus a little bit to try to keep the you know, the heat off of Phaedra, but I am fearing for Kate's life because once Sandra gets wind of that, Kate's gone. Yeah, this was, very, like you said, at this point in the game especially, you're not going to see two traders talking in this no. type of setting. No, so, they're not even going to ride in the same car um, going to challenges. And they're definitely not going to, if there's any, like, reward a shield on the line, they're going to split up and be like, I'll be on this side. I'll try to get a shield. You like one of us needs to get a shield. So none of the faithfuls get one. If they're smart, that's what they did on our season. Yeah. So, so Kate is deflecting to Sandra and there's this conversation Mm -hmm. going on and MJ is really the, the uh, catalyst with this. And she's the one that's saying like, we got to open our eyes. It's Phaedra. Sheree is right. still kind of like, I don't see it. No, it can't be. I'm in dis- like denial. And then Trishel and CT are having a conversation and Trishel's just like, screw it. I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to join great. this conversation. That's so great. She, and she just, and, and CT's like, wait, I want to watch. And he's like behind the <laughs> pole watching. I'm like, Oh my God, this is like ridiculous. Um, so she goes out and she's like, can I join this exclusive group? Are we ready to talk logic and reason? Like she flat out just says to all of me, Kate is like, yeah, like we've been talking logic and reason. She's like, yeah, okay. That's why Phaedra's avoided like the last three round tables. Right. Um, but she just calls them out. Trichelle just calls them out and I love it. Like, I'm like, damn, good for her. Uh, you know, it's risky. And she's like, and I'm probably going to be murdered tonight. You know, but it is what it is. Like, we've got a day left, you know, to get to the bottom of this. And um, Kate says she's having deja vu because Kate was in, I think, Trish Shell's shoes on season one, where she was trying to convince the Quintons and the Andes of the world, you know, on who the traitors yeah, when were. When Kate decided she wanted to start playing on like day right. 10 or whatever. I leave. She was like the <laughs> worst faithful ever. And then all of a sudden I leave and she's like good in the challenges. She, she just wants wanted to you and play. Rachel gone, really. That's she all did. she cared about. She did. She hated us. Um, we were very bad for her game, I guess. I don't even know. Well, part of her problem was she called me out very early on. So then I called her out because I was like, wait a minute, you're the one sabotaging things. Like, you're probably a freaking traitor, which was stupid in hindsight now that I see, because if she was a traitor, why would she sabotage? She was just being... 
an ass. Well, you were coming basically. off a snake in the grass, where a snake you are incentivized to sabotage. So I would it would make sense for this show to have a similar incentive, where like the traders are going to sabotage because true, it benefits them. True, and she just acted so shady and. She didn't think Cody was a traitor, and we were like, "How can you not think?" So then we were like, "She definitely is too," you know. Um, yeah. So anyway, and then she was accusing me. So of course I had to accuse her. But um, Kate does have deja vu, and she is like, "Oh boy, like I've got to get the heat off of Phaedra like immediately, basically." So she is trying to convince them now of Sandra. I don't think MJ's buying it. I think um, there was a lot of editing there. Sheree acts as if she is not buying it about Phaedra, but I think MJ got in her head a little bit. Um, Because later you see Sheree, like, questioning Phaedra, like, pretty hard. And again, Phaedra has no rebuttal. She looks, like, so guilty and defeated, which I was shocked. You know? I was surprised at Phaedra's lack of fight in this episode, and you touched on it earlier. It's a it's an exhausting game in general, but it's probably even more exhausting when you're living this lie for however many days they've been here, there at this point. How many days do you think right. they have been at this point? Um, probably like eighteen or nineteen. So not like, every, not ten days because this is episode ten. No, no. No, it's like every two days is an episode. So probably close to 20. And then maybe a day off every now and then. Sometimes you get you get one day off. For like press pictures and stuff. So they're probably close to I would say between 17 and 20 days. So 17 to 20 days of not sleeping at all. And you've been living a lie this whole time and you're starting to just get cooked from this game. So that's and you're what working, I was surprised. Like you're working a minimal of 12 to 14 hours. That's probably at minimum. You know, yeah. you're at that castle from nine to midnight every day. Um, like it's long. It's, it's, it's really long. What's the most fun part of like those 12 hours? The ch- the mission the mission, strategizing. there's like not even much time, or at least there wasn't on our season to strategize. That was like annoying. Um, sometimes when you're eating, they tell you gag order, you can't even strategize while you're eating. And then honestly, after the round table, when they, when we would sit and they would, we would get, be, be ready to get demiked and have a drink. But then if you're not a trader, you're so stressed out, you might get murdered. There's not, there was not a second that I was not stressed out, out there. I mean, like I said, I lost, I, I probably lost 10 pounds, maybe 15 pounds. I could barely eat. I was barely sleeping. And that's nothing in the survivor scheme of things. By this point, I probably would have lost 30 or 40 pounds in 20 days. But um, yeah, it was, I mean, at one point I was getting mic'd and Sari was next to me in the room and she was like, oh my gosh, like you are so tiny. And like my pants were too big. I mean, I did, I lost like so much weight because I don't, if I'm stressed, I don't eat. I really need to get stressed out more these days. Actually, <laughs> I need that. <laughs> I need that diet. <laughs> that. 
but it's not fun. It's not, it's not a fun thing. So, and I think it happens to Tricelle too. Like she's thin to begin with, but she's getting really thin if you actually watch. And mm. I think it's because she's stressed. Well, I wasn't even going off the, the weight factor. So no. I was thinking no. in terms of just composure, least stress to most stressed power rankings right now. We won't do the whole rankings. CT seems like he's the least stressed. He's just kind of like, all right. <laughs> well, guys, ha- guys handle things different, though, I think. Yeah. You know, like he's probably sleeping fine. Like when I'm stressed out and my husband's stressed out, we've got some, he's over there snoring. And I'm like, <laughs> can't sleep, thinking about every little thing, you know, seriously. So I do think, you know, men are, women are from Venus and men are from Mars. And it's true because we have different hormones and we, you know, we're di- we have different emotions, you know, there, there's a whole thing to that. So he's probably sleeping just fine just because he's a male and he has more testosterone and testosterone levels keep you calm. So women have lower testosterone. Kyle Kendrick for season three. Um, he would (laughs) never, he would never, he doesn't even like to like go to the Jersey shore for a weekend. Like (laughs) dude is a homebody. He does not want to pack his bag and be, he has no, no, I've tried to get him on dancing with the stars. He would be great. He's a fantastic dancer. He's like, no, thank you. Some people are made to be on camera and some people are not. And he wants nothing to do with it. (laughs) The fact you even got him on your show ever is like a huge ordeal. Like this. (laughs) No, thank you. Seriously. Well, he was great on here too. He brought he's he has such a great mind for the game of baseball and yeah, such great insights and such a great passion for it. So thoroughly enjoyed talking with him that when he came on. That was a great time. Yep. Once in a lifetime. It's never gonna happen again. I'm glad you had him. <laughs> but he is a great coach and he is a great scout and he is has a great baseball mind. I will give him that. But he wants to be so, off, you know, off camera. He does not want to be on camera. I can promise you. <laughs> okay so now we're at the mission unless there was anything else that you wanted to touch on before the mission um nope well no, nope okay, so oh we got well Trishel goes out there she talks her two cents into the you know kate and that crew and they're like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i do think she gets in mj's head so mj's like yeah i'm with you and then mj i think gets like she's planting seeds at least kate's like oh Trishel's on to us we i'm gonna have to turn the tables that's it that, and now we go off to the mission. Now and the mission got... looks like the easiest thing ever. <laughs> I was just thinking, I'm like, we would we would be running circles on these people if we were doing this mission. I don't understand what was so hard. So it's a balanced thing. They've got these big platforms, and you jump from one platform to the right, next. Right, but they're big. They're not like they're this big. They're very big. big. And they look, the people that are competing are, it's like they've been on Survivor for 30 days where they're just dehydrated and they're malnourished. And like, like that would be kind of hard to have good balance if you're doing this on Survivor and you're exhausted and depleted and you haven't slept. And, and yeah, but, granted. But I've done that on day like 30 on Survivor <laughs> when I'm 92 pounds and I still run right across, run right back. Like you don't stop. And with no food at all or a bed or a toilet paper. I feel a like piece of toilet pre- paper. <laughs> like when Trishel is the only girl that can do it, I'm like, of course. 
And she's my age. She's 44. Like, come on, Kate, where are you? Like <laughs> Kate looks physically fit. How did she not do it? How did she not get across? Phaedra, I didn't looks... think would get across. I really didn't. Um, and the rest of them, I was surprised MJ finally made it across at the end, but literally, and then Trishel has to go. CT has to go. Trish, and CT's a big guy. If anything, CT should have fell in for lack of balance, to be honest with you. You just had to run fat, like not sprint, but just kind of keep a decent speed. <laughs> <laughs> so this kind of felt like this was, they looked at the group of people that are left because, hey, a few episodes ago, we're doing some really intense stuff. We've got Peter there. We've got Bergie. We've got some really fit competitors. Dan is still there. Parvati is still there. Parvati is really good in the challenges, as we mentioned before. Parvati would have been fine. And yeah. I feel like they're looking at it, and I could see them being like, all right, all right, are we going to do that challenge where just – Everybody is going to fight a bear or like we're going to drop them out of a helicopter. We're going to do something super intense like Fear Factor-ish. They're like this group can't handle it. Let's give them like a platform jumping challenge. <laughs> and they still couldn't handle it. I was dying. Alan's commentary was so funny. And and Fora Phaedra was like, the more they cheer for me, the more stressed out I'm getting. They need to just, and she's like, I need quiet. I need peace and quiet. And then CT's going, yeah. Like she would like take one step and he's like, yeah. And she falls in the water. CT's trying to be an encouraging coach. He's trying to motivate. He's trying to get everyone going. It's not working. Oh my gosh. It's, I just, it, Alan was, I, CT, I, all of them. It was just, it was actually comical. <laughs> I loved it. I really did. I was like, this is so good. I mean, I'm surprised they even got that much money. I, I, CT must have went 10 times and Janelle must have went 10 times. Trishel. Trishel must have went 10 times because it was just like, Janelle could have done it. She would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, Janelle would have beasted it. This is interesting, though, because I was wondering if they all had to take a turn. So if you can't just skip out. So there was a uh, on Survivor All-Stars. Boston Rob did, like absolutely beasted this balance beam challenge early on. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they figured out like they wanted Rob to just keep running the course. So instead of having like Big Tom just kind of slowly, gingerly walking off, mm -hmm. walking on the balance beam, everyone would just jump off at the start. And so that way Rob could just keep running the mission like a wild yeah. man. And That's I wonder strategy. if they did that where they were like, all right, why waste our time with having Sandra, gotta love her, you know, jump twice and then fall on third platform. Why not just have her jump in at the start and then circle it back around to Trishel and CT? I wonder if that's he, what they were doing. Did Sheree ever go? Or did they just not air that? I, yeah, I think I think everyone everyone tried it. They probably said everybody has to try it at least once. Then once you tried it and if you can't do it, whoever you want can go as many times as they want. But I mean, he, Alan was like, oh, <laughs> Sandra, a survivor, no more. I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, but, but survivor is more, it's not just men, it's not just physical challenges, it's a lot of mental, and she was better at the mental game. Um, and, you know, and the strategy. Sandra and won that. a challenge on this season, too. She won a shield, so we gotta she give did. her props. But this was she not did. her challenge. But he was like, and then somebody was giving someone advice. Oh, Phaedra was giving sign. He was like, that's interesting. She's giving bounce advice. <laughs> I could not. I was dying. Alan's comments were so funny. <laughs> I was also oh. thinking at this point, how small is the prize pot? Because I'm like, it seems like they really have not won that much money up to this point. 
like they had the funeral where they all got it wrong. There right. were a, there was the bug challenge where everyone just kind of dropped out aside right. from the gamers. So like, right. like, how much money is in this prize pot? Are they win it? Come? Are they going to share like twenty five thousand dollars? Or I know what was it? It's up to a hundred and something thousand though. One hundred fifty eight thousand and one hundred dollars, yeah. and, that, and then they got another twenty eight. Yeah. Do you think they're going to have a mission here where they're going to like get a chance to win all the fill the pot up to what is it two fifty? That was like they're the gonna get to season. the full two. They're never gonna yeah. not get to the full pot. So like, next week's challenge is like, all right, walk and chew gum at the same time, and like, right, you'll get sixty <laughs> grand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, okay, guys, we need you to walk across the yard and hit a buzzer, and then walk back within right. two hours. Right, and. <laughs> You can win all the money back and fill up the. You can win pot. all of it. In fact, we'll double it. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, they tell us going in the prize pot is two hundred fifty thousand up to, so that's. And if the fa- if the faithfuls win it, they have to split it. So now there's only one trader left. So, you know, two hundred fifty split however many ways still isn't that much money. So, and you get double tax thanks to it being over in the UK. <laughs> so gotta, it's really not it's not that much money at the end of the yeah. day um well that's what i told bergy because bergy was like saying that they were trying to end the game by like episode six by just getting all the traders out and he's like he realized that they were never going to allow that to happen but i'm like bergy you guys would have each come home with like 25 dollars if that was what you did Right, right. Well, they need to make a show, so they need that like a certain amount of episodes. Yeah. Um, but they really would have just kept letting them recruit at that point if they kept getting traders out, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So they're gonna have to come up with some more twists because people are starting to figure out this game. So it's gonna be interesting. Season three is probably gonna be totally different from season one and two. Evolution of the traders. I'm excited. That's right. So all right. So the last thing really to note, though, I do think we should mention because we asked I asked the question earlier, are there no more murders? There's got to be if there's a shield here, right? MJ got the shield. Yeah. Kate has to do a murder tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kate will do a murder by earlier. herself. So Kate will probably murder Trishel. Leaving CT left. CT, Sandra, she's going to, now that she threw Sandra's name out there, Sandra is in the clear. She becomes a shield for Kate and a possible traitor. So it's going to come down to CT, Sandra, MJ, and Sheree, and Kate. And my prediction is Sandra is going to get wind of Kate trying to throw her under the bus. She's going to convince CT or um, the other two, Sheree and MJ, that Kate's a traitor. And they're going to get rid of Kate. And it's going to be those four faithfuls left. But there's probably, is there a banishment before the next murder? Yeah. Yeah, so one of them will go. It'll be Trishel. I mean, is there any other option? Could Kate? No, Kate Kate will be banished. Kate will be banished. Trishel will be murdered. Trishel, Kate, and then there's four left in the final. Well, if Kate's... If Kate's banished, then the game's over because there's no circle of fire or circle of truth or whatever they call that because there's no traitor left. Why not? They think there could be up to five. 
They I don't guess. know that. Yeah, you could, you could go this, into that. Yeah, that's true. She said, in the, she said in this episode, who said it? Somebody said, I think there could be three traders left. Well, do you think the show wants to go into that final circle of fire or whatever it's called without any traders in it? Because it's going to be more suspenseful if you have a trader in it. And it's like, are, is the trader going to win or are the faithfuls going to win? That's Maybe. more suspenseful than which of these faith, how many of these faithfuls are going to win and who's going to get so screwed if, out of it. So if that's the case, then Kate convinces everybody of Sandra. They banish Sandra. And Sandra says, I'm a faithful. So now Kate looks guilty going into the final. Yeah. And it comes down to CT, MJ, Sheree, Kate. They say, we think Kate's traitor. She does the rock thing or whatever they do. And then those three split it. CT, Sheree, and MJ. There's your winners, which would be annoying to me. I would just want CT to win it all, but whatever. <laughs> I didn't say well, that. Okay. Is there any chance, though, that Kate murders someone other than Trishel? Because maybe she's I just don't thinking, know who. Well, maybe she's thinking MJ? that she wants to take out one of the Bravos because... If she's smart. If she's smart. Yeah. To, I mean, because she, she's got so many criticisms of how bad Phaedra's done as a traitor. So now her here's her chance to do something different from what Phaedra had done, which Phaedra had only taken out like one of her friends, which is Larsa Pippen or not Larsa, uh, Tamra, Tamra got taken out. And so that means that, you know, she has opportunity here. She could go after you got, you know, Sandra, CT, Trishel, mm -hmm. MJ, Sheree. Is there any world in which CT could get it here? I don't know. I think CT goes to the end. So, I mean, she could do Sheree. Um, although, actually, I think it's probably better if she keeps Sheree around because then she could say, you know, if the Sandra plan doesn't work, she could also try to say, oh, well, Sheree, look, she never was going to turn on Phaedra. Phaedra definitely would have recruited her. So that doesn't make a lot of sense. Maybe MJ, because MJ was starting to catch on to this. I think Kate is in hot water because of that comment she made at the round table. And, and Sandra is not going to let that go. That was way too obvious of a comment to make. Um, she never, ever should have said that. It's one thing to say that she, what was her exact word? She was selfish. But then she said, sloppy? Wait, what'd she say? I got selfish in my notes. I can't remember what else. I have the whole was. line. Hold on. Oh, okay, perfect. Well, yeah, let's back up to the round table. Because uh, we skipped ahead a little bit here. So, um after the mission, before the round table, there's strategy talks going on. Now we've got CT talking with Kate and MJ, and this is where Kate is continuing to drive home this idea of it's got to be Sandra. And right. this is, I mean, I think this is going to end up being a poor strategy. I think Kate would have been, a, it would have been a better play here to just kind of go along with the Phaedra vote. Because we talked about a few weeks ago, she was defending Phaedra very avidly before she even became a traitor. And that looked a little fishy at the time. I would think it would look a little fishy. Now you're defending her very avidly. She ends up being, you know, caught as a traitor. She's targeting Sandra. Um, and then Sandra ends up notice. She knows what's going on. She's played this game before. Yeah. And she says, this is where gonna... Sandra does her best work. 
Sandra has eyes in the back of her head. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to go out there. And if they stop talking or say I can't join, then there's my answer. And that's exactly what she does. And she goes out there and they kind of go silent. And then she asks the question, well, Kate, who do you think then? Like, who's your number two besides Phaedra? Kate has no answer. So it's either, it's either you were talking about me and or you are a traitor as well. So Sandra, the wheels are spinning now. Like she's on to Kate big time. She's figuring this thing out and there's a veteran move by Sandra. She's obviously done this thing before. It's not like she's one survivor twice before. And she's, she goes out there and see the thing that's great about these reality TV veterans like CT, like Sandra and, and you know, the whole cast. Like Trichelle. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Like these people know how to make good TV. So like CT doesn't have to actually listen in on the conversation earlier, but he knows this is going to look funny on TV. So he's going to act ridiculous and hide behind right. something. Right. Like he's doing it for the cameras. And I right. think Sandra, part of Sandra isn't just the fact of her making this move, but she's explaining it to the audience by saying it to the people. And it's almost like, hey, guys, I'm going to let you in on this. Watch me do this thing. I'm going to go do it. And then she right. does it, and then she fig- uses it for information. It was masterful. It was great. Yeah, and she's right. And they do exactly as she suspects. And Kate doesn't have an answer. Um, then Cherie flat out goes to Phaedra and is like, um, they're making valid points about you. Are you a traitor? And Phaedra, again, could be editing, pauses. Now, in the rules, as a traitor, it says you can never tell someone you're a traitor, ever. Even if they ask you, you can't say, yeah, I'm a traitor. You can, you cannot. Um, you can never reveal your identity. So of course she says, no, I'm not a traitor, but it's not convincing. It's not, are you kidding me? I would never lie to you. I've been with you this whole game. You know, let's think about this. I think it really might be and come up with something, nothing. No, I'm not. That's all she says. It was kind of like, hey, Phaedra, I know you're not allowed to tell me. Twitch once if you're a traitor. <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing. It's like, it's so hard when somebody asks you point blank to be in that position and just lie. Because Sari asked me point blank on Snake in the Grass. Like, I know you're the snake. Are you the snake? And I was like, Sari, I swear to God, I'm not the snake. Like, I swear on my children. I swear on my parents. And it's very hard to do that. And you should never swear on your, and I had my fingers crossed behind my back because I was like, oh God, it's going to get me. But, um, (laughs) you know, in a game, that's what you're there to do. You're there to lie and cheat and get to the end and cut throats. I mean, you could be a nice person about it, but that's what these games are about. Board games sometimes are about that. So um, that's why it's called a game. And... I think Phaedra in that moment was not very convincing. And I think Sheree as a really good friend of 30 years of hers was able to tell she was lying. So just like Sheree was able to tell I was lying on sync as, as rightly so she should have been. Well, the puzzling thing for me, and I know that they come from a different 
world of TV where they don't do a whole lot of competition shows. Um, and we'd love to see Phaedra do more of these shows. She was great TV. She was great a lot TV. of fun. She played. She did play hard. It was. She played a little differently than some other people, but she she gave it her all. She played very well. She did the best she could. But what I think was interesting, what was puzzling to me, is when Sheree later is like, I can't believe she would lie to me. And it's like, well, she's breaking the rules if she says to you that she's a but traitor. That, like, <laughs> but that's the thing between people that play these shows and don't. And on season one, feelings got hurt when Suri went to the end and lied. And that's the difference between someone like Suri and someone like Quentin, for example. Um, you knew going into this, it's a game. And most likely someone's going to lie to you. And if you can't handle that, I go back to do not sign up for these things. Period. So that was funny that she said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, uh, so it was Andy and Quentin last season that were like, how could you lie to me? And Ceri's just like, look, I didn't choose to be a traitor. This is how right. I had to play. Right. And if it I didn't hand play this way. Yeah. I wouldn't have won, and I would have broken the rules by telling you guys the truth. Like, what do you expect and, of me? to be honest, they wouldn't have gone as far as they did if Suri wasn't a traitor. So, right. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. 100%. Uh, hope Suri's doing well. She crushed yeah. season one. Yeah, yeah, she's actually, we were texting the other day. She's doing great. She's doing a lot of things. So, she's super busy. Crushed it on Big Brother. Suri is awesome. I love loved Suri. her on Big Brother and her son. I loved both of them. And that is another one that's grueling and long. And I mean, that's oh like over gosh. three months long. And you're 24-7. Like middle of the night, they can wake you up. And I mean, listen, reality TV is a job. People do this as careers. So, and it is not easy. Like you leave for a long time to do this stuff. Um, but it is fun to watch and there's a huge market for it and you've got to have good people on and Suri is one of the best. So I'm sure we'll be seeing her again out there very soon on something. Mm, awesome. Okay. So we go into the round table and it's either Sandra or Phaedra. That's what we've been told. I think they even give like either, either it's Alan or someone gives a confessional and they say like either one of these two, it looks like will be the one who's banished tonight. And uh, let's talk about some of the comments made before the vote. If you've got anything here, um, I know Trishel kicks off and she gives a very compelling speech. And is there anything else of note before they get to the vote that you noticed in this round table? No, Sheree sits Phaedra down. Phaedra has no answer. Um, Phaedra just, I forget who asks her. Somebody says, do you have something to say? Do you have anything else you can give us to not, yeah. you know, so that we can get the heat off you? Do you have anything else? And she says, I'm exhausted. And that's when yep. Kate is like, I'm going to kill her. Because Kate is like, no, you cannot give up. Like we, because if there's, there's strength in numbers, right? And it's all she's got left. And she basically just says, I don't even know the specific word she said. She says she's exhausted. You she know, says like she's exhausted. She, 
and that's pretty much it. That and then it cuts to a confessional, and she says that she's got her trust in God. And I was like, Phaedra, you should come on this show and talk about God with me sometime. We get along she great. She should. She should. <laughs> Seriously, and she won't curse. You would be great, you two. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Her favorite place is church. But yeah, but I, 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 I love this. God. I love God too, but it ain't no God helping her at this point. No offense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she's done. Like everybody turns on her, including Kate, because she does not. And this is where I go back to what I said earlier. Like she was so good and she was so convincing, even when Peter was coming after her. Um, she's done. She's mentally, physically, emotionally, she's exhausted. She's done playing this game. She's sick of lying. She's sick of lying to her friends. She makes mention like everybody I wanted to go far in this game. I've gotten them this far, which she has. She's the reason that MJ and Sheree are even still in there. Um, And she's glad that they were surrounding her and she's happy and she's content with the job that she's done. Her work here is, 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 is done. So in her, her mind's made up. Like she's, she feels like she's got no tricks up her sleeve. She says, maybe God will help me now because like she is just done, you know? And then Uh, Kate turns on her. You believe what? Oh, I'm sure she believes in the sovereign will of God where, uh, you know, God doesn't always dictate who wins and loses reality TV shows. So she's probably saying, you know what? If I don't win, God is good regardless. So I think that's part of what she was saying. Yes, probably. Now, I want to ask you this. Is Phaedra, do you think in that moment when she said she was exhausted, did Phaedra quit? No, she didn't quit. She didn't say, you guys got me. But she just said, I'm exhausted. I mean, she is done. It's the same thing Cody said. Cody said, I'm I'm exhausted. Like, I'm, what did he say? And he was trying to say it as a faithful, like he was exhausted, like trying to figure out who the traders were. But what he really meant was as a trader, he's exhausted. Like he's got nothing left. Yeah. He said the same thing. I was going to ask you about that comparison because that was something I thought of as Phaedra seemed similar to when Cody got out because at the end of Cody, Cody seemed very relieved that he had been had and that he was done. And I, th- I got that sense from Phaedra. Like, she seemed very happy. She delivered a great quote where she said, I am a faithful, male pause, traitor. <laughs> I mean, I think most of them, when they finally, you know, get outed, like, I think even poverty, I think they're relieved. Because it's such a facade you have to keep up with for so long. And it's like you know, playing a double game. Like you are, you can't play yourself. You're, you have to act like somebody you're not and make yourself convince yourself that you're somebody else basically while still trying to be the role that you were given. So, I mean, it is really multiple layers are going on of gameplay there. Um, Did you feel relieved like that on snake when that was done? Oh yeah. Yeah. Because there's so much of that they didn't show. And the constant, and I was arguing with Rachel, and Rachel was adamant, and she's searching in the swamp for the clue that I found and hid. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, 
I was not in that water. You're crazy. You're going to get bug bites all over you. And she did. And she would not. And I'm like, you're going to get bit by some sort of snake or some disgusting, you know, swamp animal. And just get out. She, she had bug bites all over her because things got all in her pants. I mean, she was in that water for hours. And it was just exhausting. Like the the hoping and the, oh, is she going to find this clue? Because I did find the clue about me and I did destroy it. And it's a lot. And you're finally relieved when it's over, you know? 100%. So uh, one other thing I wanted to ask you, and then we'll circle back to the, what this Kate uh, source of conflict. I wrote it down. Trauma. I can't find it. Yeah. I'm trying to find it. I wanted to ask you, like, did they tell you guys when if you get banished, you have to give like this big speech because no, no people just do that anyway. You can, or you, some people don't. Some people are yeah. like, I think Janelle was like, I'm a faithful, you idiot. See ya. <laughs> yeah. Peter was like, I'm, I'm over this. I'm done. Cause he didn't have much of a speech. I always think the speech is interesting because I feel like some of the people are trying to ham it up and like get everybody on pins and needles. Like who's a oh, faithful. Yeah. And make it, they want to make it really suspenseful. And I always think it's kind of funny watching as a viewer because we know if the person's a faithful or not. So we're kind of like, right. okay, let's get it, get on with the show. We know we know right. that you're a faithful. Right. We know that right. you're a traitor. Let's go. Right. It's cool to see their reactions, though, because they really are suspensefully waiting and hoping if they're a faithful, they got a traitor. So, um, no, they don't. And then, you know, when you get the murder letter, too, you can probably say as much as or as much or as little as you want. They'll ask you some questions, you know, for your exit interview. But it's just kind of nothing is scripted. So, you know. So we have this vote and everybody votes for Phaedra, except for Phaedra. Phaedra votes for CT, which. Right. He calls her sexist. That's hysterical. (laughs) He's like sexist. (laughs) With CT uh, and Phaedra, I think it's important to note here. Notice Phaedra doesn't throw Kate's name out there. Because. No, I thought she was gonna. The last two traitors voted for her on the night of their banishment. And, you know, Sandra made her case last week. She didn't think what Dan did was right. I know she went on Dan's show later. I'm sure she talked about that with Dan directly. Uh, and then. Parvati kind of didn't really have much of a choice. It was like there were people targeting Phaedra. She chose to vote with those people. So there's right. this pattern now that the traitors are voting for other traitors when a traitor does, in fact, get banished. If that person's getting banished, they vote for another traitor. Phaedra broke that trend. And I think she voted for CT, probably thinking, eh, no one's going to actually think CT's a traitor. So Oh, yeah. It was just against- a throwaway. It was a throwaway vote. It was a burn and vote. It was. And I, I think Phaedra takes the high road. I think she's a true class act. I think she did the best she could do as a traitor. And I think she, she's like, I'm not going to throw Kate under the bus at this point. Kate's throwing me under the bus. I don't know why, although she did write that down before Kate read her vote. So she didn't know Kate was going to throw her under the bus. But, um, you know, she's taking the high road. And that's, that's admirable. She'll do she'll she'll become a winner in the in the long run, even though she didn't win, basically. So she'll be just fine. 
<laughs> she took the high road, and I think she may have immediately regret it when Kate made her comments because Phaedra was like, seriously, like, why are you piling on to me like that? Just, I get it if you're voting for me, but like, can you read the quote? You you have the quote Kate, ready? Kate buries herself. She says, um, you are a very selfish and why do I, I have skillful traitor, but I think she says lack of skill or she says like her skills are not good. What, how do I can't, I didn't write it exact. She calls her selfish and she's trying to act like, because Sandra questions that and says, what did you mean by that? How does she say a skillful, selfish traitor? I think you're a skillful. I'll, you know what? I could pause it real quick and just play the clip. Who do you think is a traitor and why? Phaedra, my vote's for you. Because there's not a person at this table besides you who I could even stomach voting for. In this game, you're more selfish than skillful. More selfish than skillful. Play that way. Got it. And it's not fun playing games with people who play that way. And she also, I mean, she also added in there that you're the only person that I can stomach to vote for at this table. So Sandra immediately has a red flag. Sandra is like, what did you mean by that selfish comment? And Kate tries to backtrack, backtrack and is like, you know, I just think she was a really selfish traitor. But what she says is you're more selfish than skillful. And what she means is we are supposed to be in this together. And you just selfishly gave up and left me holding the bag kind of thing, which that's a bad skill set. Basically, you're not very skillful. So she says you're more selfish than skillful, meaning you're not even skillful at this point is how I took it. So Sandra's on it. Sandra's like, but that doesn't just, that doesn't add up. She said, <laughs> that's how the episode ends. <laughs> so now Sandra, I think is on to Kate. Why did she like, do this? I don't know. Well, obviously she's mad, but does she not like, I, it doesn't seem like it's obviously not smart. Is this just an emotional thing to say or do? Yeah. Or logical? Yeah. I think she needed to just say something very generic. Like, you know what? After everyone's arguments today, like they made valid points. And I just, I, I, I'm at a loss now. I really don't know who. So I'm just going to go with the numbers or just something like that. She just needed to say something basic. She said something so specific that now all heads are going to like point toward her. So I think that was not good. Yeah, and Sandra is the first person to point this out and say, well, this is this is really weird. Why on earth would you call someone selfish? You say, I don't like the way they play the game. Because people were saying that to Peter and saying that we don't like the way that you play the game. And it, it seemed like there was even a, an element of like, well, you know what? You might not be a traitor, but we don't like working with you. We don't like the way that you're kind of setting the tone around here. Right. But they were all pretty, like, adamant she was a traitor. And now Kate just kind of doesn't, she doesn't even act like she doesn't know she's a traitor, which is what she needed to do. 
And if you're suspecting, like going into this roundtable, clearly Phaedra must not have, I don't know, it seemed like she, it did seem like she didn't think she had much of a fighting chance at that roundtable. It seemed like everyone kind of went in. And Sandra said she's open-minded, she'll listen to anything. And there are others I'm certain are that way too. But everybody voted lock and step together for Phaedra. So if you're entering this roundtable and you have the idea that you know that you yourself are a faithful, you are going to be watching who is everyone going to vote for tonight. And if everybody is voting for Phaedra, like, is there going to be a stray vote that doesn't vote for Phaedra? Cause that's, that's fishy. Or what right. are these people going to say when they vote for Phaedra? So I think that that someone like Sanders already on high alert going into this and thinking, okay, this could be a good chance for us to find out a little information of who that last traitor is. And Kate gave it to her. Yeah, she did. I think Kate's in hot water next. I think Sandra's going to suss that out, figure it out. Sandra could be gone because of it, too, because if Kate gets a chance to murder one person, she might. But then that's going to be obvious, too. But it doesn't matter because it's coming down to the wire. So you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Well, I mean, for all of the talk that Kate gave, like, the last couple weeks now of how bad she, like, I mean, even before she became a traitor, she would talk about how Dan was such a bad traitor and Parvati. Right. And Phaedra now, like when she's teamed well, up. Well, it's Phaedra. easy to say that when you're not in those shoes, you know. It's easy for yeah. her to sit back and and you all know, of have these something people, to say. Phaedra about had to everything. be a traitor. Phaedra had to be a traitor for ten episodes. Like right. she had to do this. Kate, you get a you get to jump into the castle and midway through the season with no suspicion right. on you. Nobody right. thinks you're a traitor. You get recruited in the uh, penultimate, or the, sorry, there's three episodes left when you get recruited. You only have to make it three episodes as a traitor, and you're talking about how bad everyone else is. So I just think if she blows this, I don't think she's in any position to be criticizing. And I think we should also give a little bit of props to uh, you know, everybody else who had to who did like such, such as a Phaedra and a Parvati and even a Dan because Dan might end up making it longer as a traitor than Kate will if in this case if Kate goes out right based on the timing I mean yeah yeah it's it's a hard job and it's hard to criticize anybody else you know especially when you're not in their shoes for that amount of time so I don't know. I'm hoping Kate like goes very far after some of the comments she's made. <laughs> it's not easy. You know, so and she Kate, should know that. Kate starts to continue to target Sandra here. And then Sandra decides to call her out in front of others and have this conversation. Um, and that's where the episode ends. And it basically left the last note I have here is that Sandra has it figured out exclamation point. Sandra. Thinks, yeah, I wrote, I wrote Sandra knows. Sandra knows she's got it figured out. And like you said earlier, Sandra isn't someone that you murder at this point. Now, maybe again, anything, I, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past Kate to murder anybody. I would, nothing would really shock me, but she's already laying the groundwork for Sandra being the next target. So I highly doubt right. that Sandra gets murdered because she's already using that as her strategy. So, Sandra 
let's we'll we'll go back to this. We talked about it earlier. So it, I don't think it's going to be Sandra. So that leaves CT, Trishel, MJ, and Sheree. And you're pretty adamant on the fact that it will not be MJ, Sheree, or CT. You are pretty certain you think it'll be Trishel. Do you think there's any other outcome potentially? I worry it's Trishel because I don't want it to be. But it, I guess it could be Trishel or maybe MJ. Because MJ seems to be one that like was more willing to flip sooner on Phaedra than any of the others, I guess. I don't think it'll be Sandra because Sandra's a good shield for Kate now. So Kate will still continue to try to pin Sandra as the traitor. We've got a big vote coming up. If we do in fact go ha- and have a banishment after this murder, which would leave five people left. Um, so that's going to be really interesting because in this particular situation, you're going to, like I said, you're going to have a big vote. So Kate needs numbers. So she's probably thinking that Sheree is going to be for her and she's got a better chance of pulling in MJ than she does anybody else. So that means CT, Trishel, Sandra. She's targeting Sandra. So I think CT, this could potentially, CT is not 100% safe here. No, he's not. But Kate, I think, likes CT and wants (laughs) to keep him around. Everybody loves CT. Yeah. So I think Kate will keep him around. So I think it's... Trishel or MJ? I was MJ. shocked that Trishel made it through this last week. I thought she was gone. I thought she'd be the next one murdered. So maybe this is her time, but maybe I'm surprised again. I think Trishel will be the next one, although I think it could be CT or MJ. I think Sandra and Sheree are safe. Okay. If they murder Trishel... Or MJ, Kate. Kate will either murder Trishel or MJ. Let's just say she murders Trishel. So MJ's left. Banish at the next round table. It's going to come down to between Sandra and Kate. That's going to be the argument. I think it's Sandra. Kate goes to the end, and I think it's CT, Kate, MJ, and Sheree. I think CT, Sheree, and MJ are like, well, Sandra's murdered. That had to be Kate, because Sandra was accusing Kate. So they get rid of Kate in the final, and it ends up being CT, Shuri, and MJ splitting the winnings for the faithfuls, is my predicament. I wrote it here. (laughs) Call me on my ski trip. Let me know (laughs) if that is what happens. Wonderful. I I think, though... I won't be here next week. Go ahead. Sandra, if she's thinking, if Kate's thinking that she wants to target Sandra, she also has to put herself in the shoes of who would, who would it look the most suspicious of Sandra murdering? Right. So does she murder who, and who would Sandra murder in this case? Like who, who could she murder that makes it look like Sandra is the. Kate. Cause I think like she can't murder Kate. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So Kate is going to murder Sandra, and then in the end, they're going to figure it out because those two are gunning for each other. And I don't think Kate is thinking Wait. that far ahead. 
Because if she was, she would have told Phaedra today to murder someone in her alliance to throw them off. And not so John. Wait, you're saying, no, you said that you think she's going to murder Trishel and then banish Sandra. Right, 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 yeah. right. You just said, yeah, you said murder Sandra, so just clarifying. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, next week is the finale, believe it or not. I can't believe it. That's right. So I will be away, and I will be trying to watch. I think it's on at, like, 5 o'clock, though. So probably not. Um, but I, I get the screener, so maybe I can watch that whenever. Yeah. There's peace so and Steph, quiet. Steph will not be here next week and probably I not will the not. week after. But Steph will be yes. back at some point to share her thoughts on I the will. rest of the season. The, the show final. will go on. We'll have yes. some subs filling in for Steph, some former uh, yes. faithfuls, most likely. So be on the lookout for that. Make sure you guys are all subscribed to the Jack Vita Show so you don't miss next week. We'll break it all down. Steph's going on a cruise. I am, and I am not at liberty to say the full details, but I just got word that someone from Traders Season 2 is going to be joining, and this mm. someone is fabulous fabulous and i have never met this person in person and i would love to meet this person and i'm excited to hang out with this person on the cruise so we're going to be releasing that information very soon but the cruise is 70 percent sold out we have 30 percent spots left um, so if you are interested you need to go to cruiseofdeception.com and it is a trader's type of a cruise where we are playing the game of traders with people, all people from the traders. Um, you can go to cruise to see the details. You can reserve your room for $200 a person, two people in a room, $400 now to reserve your spot. It is about to sell out. If I were you, I would reserve your spot because the person that is joining us on this cruise is going to sell out in probably 30 seconds. <laughs> once we release, once we release the name, no, I'm serious. Like I want to be on this person's team on the cruise. Like I don't even want to be on my team. I want to be on this person's <laughs> team. I'm not kidding you. So I did get this information yesterday and I think they cannot release it until the contracts are signed. Um, so it's really exciting. In fact, there's actually two people I think from this season and then there's one other person. So they're mm -hmm. adding three more celebrities to the cruise. So oh. yes. Fun, fun, fun. So cruiseofdeception.com, do not miss out. Once in a lifetime opportunity. And they are going to start booking cruise number two right after this, actually. To be honest, it's going to be a thing. Be there, be square. Awesome. So that cruise is in April of next year. It's next And they're April. already selling out. It's, all, it's not even, we're taping this on the last day of February 2024. Right. So you guys are probably going to want to sign up soon. And you can oh, yeah. cancel. You do have until August, I believe. If you yeah, you just have to reserve your spot. Yes. So you can reserve make your deposit. room, reserve your spot, pick your team, make your deposit, and then you and have then, until August to really decide. Yeah. If you so you can get do to it. August. If you're not sure if you're actually going to be able to do this or not, right. you can put that deposit forward now. And then, you know, you get close to the date and you're like, okay, I'm in. I'm not missing this. Or if something, for whatever reason, does come up, you do have an out and maybe you can join in the future. Um, right. but so that, so don't be freaked out by paying that price right now because right. it's just $400 deposit. You can get your money back as long as you cancel before the, I think it's August. Yeah. 
But go to cruiseofdeception.com to see all the details. It is going to be awesome. I'm really excited. Steph's excited. She's also on Instagram at Steph underscore LaGrosa underscore Kendrick. Did a live the other night with Michael and Amanda. That's right. That's right. That was fun. We're randomly going live. I hear that um, Janelle and Sandra are also going to be going live soon, talking about the cruise and a lot of things that they're doing. So just keep an eye on us. We've got um, some other things coming up, too, in the summertime that we'll be announcing soon. So lots of fun stuff here. I'm working with some cool brands. Check them out. Check out my Instagram, and you can see everything there. Thank you. Anything else, stuff? Nope. Everything's on the Instagram. Good old social media. <laughs> we, we nailed it. Okay, so you guys can also follow me at Jack Vita Show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Subscribe to the Jack Vita Show. We're also here. We're here on YouTube. I know a lot of you guys watch us, but we're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any podcasting app. So hit subscribe. Leave us a five-star rating and review. We're going to wrap up the traders here over the next couple weeks, and then we'll probably have some more reality TV stuff coming up in the throughout the spring. And uh, like I said, we're going to do some more interviews with some traders cast members, so you guys are going to enjoy those. So like, even though the recaps are going to end in a couple weeks, we'll have at least one guest I know for sure, and hopefully a few more that will be doing those episodes, potentially later on in March, maybe even in April. Um, and then for our sports fans, lots of sports content on this channel as well. I'm Jack Vita alongside Stephanie LaGrosa Kendrick. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you.